Everybody. <clears throat> Hi. Um. So, Squeezer. Yeah. I I purposely tried to come into this podcast hot with a good introduction. I kind of failed in purposely mm-hmm. trying, but I went back and I was listening to our fifth, our next episode, next week's episode. We're we're talking Kenner toys again. We're talking. Our, it's our second Kenner toy show, but our first one was back in uh, year one. It was our fifth show ever. Wow, was that 2000? Was that 2016? It was. Are we really doing this for three years? Yes. Every week when we do math properly? <clears throat> yeah, as much as we can. Yeah, we're at 140 some episodes. That's kind of hard to believe. So I went back and uh, I listened to um, uh, listened to the the Kenner, the first Kenner one, and we were <laughs> so. It was one of those ones where we still thought we had to do it in person, like you and me staring at each other's, me staring at your big brown eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And to believe I thought I preferred it that way for the longest time. Like even when we started switching it over, I'm like, I really like it in person. Now you can't do it. Now now you hate doing it in person. I hate, I hate it. Yeah. I need the, I need the comfort of, uh, I need the comfort of my own basement studio, if we will. Sure. If we're at your, if we would do it in person, we don't have, you know, uh, as, as someone uh, uh, called out during the, on Instagram, uh, your squeaky chair. Oh, someone did. There was a request that I go and lubricate your chair, <laughs> and I refuse to do so because it's become part of the show. I did not even see that. <laughs> yeah, um, I I refuse to. It's become. Did they message it, you, or was that a was that a no no? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I I think it was in the comments. I'm like I can't I can't do that. It's yeah. I mean, come on, my squeaky chair. It's not even that. It's a brand new chair. <laughs> it's a relatively <laughs> new chair, but it's 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 part of. I mean, the show. part of the time, if 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 you hear like creaking and crack, that one, that one's me. Yeah, that's you. But most of the time, it's me. I think was this a recent thing, comment? Yeah. Yeah, it was in, it was for this show. It might have been like on dinosaurs or something like that. All right, I gotta look at it. We um, keep talking. And then, uh, fortunately, fortunately, we stalled—not uh, stalled, but our plan to start early and then our pre-ramble ramble uh, gave us plenty of time for my uh, washing machine to stop running directly above my head and the drainage pipe to my left to not be flooded with water that you hear occasionally. Hmm. Um, Hey, but winter's coming, so everyone gets to hear my furnace real soon. <laughs> That's true. Winter is winter is coming, just like uh, uh, I'm looking for this comment. Okay, so it wonder was it Wonder Years? Maybe I don't know. I don't retain things. Remember? You, you don't. Uh, people like the Wonder Years post. They really they really like that episode I picked. Yeah, I I'm kind of torn on the Wonder Years. I I'm honestly, a huge fan. It, it, I love it. But it hurts me too much. I can't handle that kind of emotional baggage. Oh, here it is. 
Squeeze TV, please go to RK's house and lubricate his chair. <laughs> it sounds like someone is opening the door to a haunted house the entire episode from uh, 033-0 Club. Uh, but wouldn't one do take away from some of the charm of the show? No, I would never. It's a character. Never. Um, this is a live tweet. I'm tweeting. I'm uh, not tweet. I'm on. I'm. I, I just sound like my fucking grandfather. <laughs> I'm live Instagramming. Never back to zero three three zero club. Was that a seltzer or a, a adult beverage? Oh, that's an adult beverage. I've given up on that whole thing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I Have love you what... not seen me lately? <laughs> I'm drinking a seltzer at night. You're beautiful. I, I love your health kicks. When I'm like, I'm having my th- third beer, you're like, I'm drinking seltzer and coffee, and I'm going to have to pee every three seconds, but but you drink your beer, you it, dev- It's fall. I have to drink fall beer. What do you What do you got going? Um, Right now, it's some Oktoberfest. Uh, and I got that Marzen that I got to give you. Uh, what the hell is the name of that? It's a cool fucking like, uh, uh, like metallic, uh, like foil kind of uh, sticker on it with like a Mecha Godzilla fighting some other mm. giant like Dragon well, Ball Z looking kind of dude. Marzen is Oktoberfest, right? Because Marzen yeah. is uh, German for March, which is when they barrel the beer, right? Yes. So it's good to drink for Oktoberfest. They barrel and age it so it's cold and ready to drink by um, March. I, I by bought October. it because the label looked cool. That's why uh, Oktoberfest beer is Marzen style lager. Everybody, that's a little lesson for you. Uh, pinky in the fin- pinky in the air. I've been to the Oktoberfest in Munich, Squeezer, and I definitely did not learn that there. I almost died drinking my weight and alcohol there. <laughs> I learned it on the internet a couple of years ago. I will be back in uh, Germany in, ah. a f- in a few days. I'm drinking our friend uh, uh, Eric, um, the beautiful woods craftsman who happens to know Gordon Shumway pretty well. He sent me a text. He found some beer distributor that had like a bunch of cases of Sam Summer today. I'm like, you fucking glorious bastard. I told him I was back on the Heineken's hard, but only for a few days, and I'm going to be drinking Italian beers until I'm drinking those beautiful German beers again. Mm. Yeah, it's good timing. And, yeah. Um, I, Italian beers are okay, right? Peroni, right? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Peroni is actually like an Italian. I mean, that's like the Italian beer around here. I don't know if it's like a... I haven't been over there. It's like, oh, I have a Peroni, and that's like someone coming here. It's like, give me your bud. Well, uh, or, you know, I think like your, like, I give think, me your beast ice, please. I think like, I can answer that. Um, here, if you think about a Dutch beer, you'd think what? Uh, Heineken. Yeah. Well, it is just like getting any, like it's, it's in every single restaurant there. It's Heineken is everywhere but, over there. It, it, to be fair though, if like some foreigner and I say that not in a derogatory term cuz somehow that became a thing, but if, <laughs> if someone from our from, from another country came to visit and I'm like what would you like? It's like I want some beast ice. I'm like, "Oh shit. All right, let's get the bean bags out. We are down the party." I don't think we export beast ice. <laughs> well, they I'm sure they've heard of it though. I've heard of this mystical mystical beverage from uh your uh, Midwestern I'm, states. I'm pretty sure 
from what I've seen, and I can't speak, but from what I've seen, the only beer of ours they know overseas is Budweiser. Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, the IPA craze hasn't kicked off over there because, you know, all our beer basically comes from the Bohemian-style uh, lager beers <clears throat> of of where I was last year to toot, toot my own horn in Prague. Mm-hmm. And what would you consider? Oh, the... so like Bohemian Ice. Uh, no. <laughs> it's six bucks for a six-pack. Or Natty... No, no, it's three bucks a six-pack. It's 50 cents a beer. You can't beat it. Or Natty Bow. Bow Ice. That was our go-to. That mm. and Lion's Head, those were our go-tos. Is is Bohemian Ice the National Bohemian's Ice Beer? I don't know. The label is so, like, just odd. You just... Hmm. It, it was kind of just black. Yeah, just Natty Bow um, basically came from uh, uh, the style of... It was Bohemian-style beer. And you know, most of the beer we drink... In America, aside from you IPA motherfuckers, is Bohemian style oh, Pilsner. Bohemians invented Pilsner. That's why you'd think if, oh, what Czech beer would you drink? Pilsner or Kell? That's mm-hmm. what they sell over there. And it's cheap as fuck, too. Mm. Like $2.50, like for a giant liter. Oh, nice. Yeah, beers. Yeah. Uh, if, if you but want... no, Bohem- we got Bohemian Ice because it cost $3 for a six-pack, and it tasted like $3 for a six-pack. This was $3 for a, a liter, and it tasted like fucking beautiful, wonderful beer. Mm. Nope, not this. Yeah, I know. What the hell was that? Lion's Head is what we drank. Uh, our yeah. Beer. Well, we were talking to... Uh... <clears throat> a, uh, a- Eric, Iraq. Was it Eric? Yeah. Was it Iraq? Yeah. Um, what did they have up there? What did they call it? Ah, it was from the same brewer, but I can't. It was yeah. like, like beer but man, meister. That, that lion's head, it, it's, you feel the moisture leaving your body. It was 10 bucks a case. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And the but bottles like, you, were so weak. Felt, My yeah, buddy Paul, the same guy I was telling you, <laughs> who got me in into the hedge fund. Mm-hmm. He had this little trick with um, lion's head bottles because they were so cheap. If you'd fill it with water, like like half quarter way, halfway, mm-hmm. I don't. You might have. Wait. You knew me back then. Yeah. So remember what we used to do with the bottles? So you'd fill I don't like half. Remember ha- anything back then? You do. And we filled it halfway, and then you smack the top, and then blow the bottom out, and then we yes. you break it over your head, <laughs> yes. and we were whipping them across the room in our basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, this was 12 years ago. Um, I was living with uh, two of my buddies. Squeezer uh, was a friend um, who came. He'd come over. He'd sleep. He refused to sleep in our house. He'd sleep outside in his Bronco too. I didn't want to impose. Didn't want to impose. <laughs> I think he just didn't want to catch anything. And um, our basement was like, you were there when Tommy was uh, climbing up on the roof with a lit tiki torch. Yeah, I believe I believe we told that story in detail. Yeah, throwing it on the throw it, throw it on the roof and then like climb up before it rolls off and then jump onto the trampoline from the roof with said Deaky George. Good times. Yeah, we take Lion's Head and you fill like the bottom you you smack the top, pop the bot the pressure would pop the bottom out. And then you could uh beat each other over the head with them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like sugar glass, you know. Yeah. With with extra cuts and stitches needed the next day. Well, the alcohol in it would sterilize it. Sure. 
At least we believe that. We're all alive, so can't be that bad for you. Kids, don't try this at home. No, no. I mean, you could try the trick, but just don't break it over your head after you. No. <laughs> or anyone else's head, for that matter. After um, doing said trick. Uh, we are uh, we are on our two episodes before we start our holiday episodes, essentially. Right, Squeeze? Wow, it is, really. Yeah, that I, came quick. Have you checked out any anything from Target yet? No, I've already. I know that's your. Yeah, I've already spent close to uh, one hundred fifty dollars on Target. Holy crap! Oh, the just... only thing I check out at Target is Pizza Hut when I check out. The Pizza Hut Express. They oh, don't. Yeah. They don't even have everything out yet. <laughs> but there's this uh, inflatable LED light up. Uh, it's Tyrannosaurus Rex who's wearing mm-hmm. like. The Johnny Lawrence skeleton Halloween costume and holding a pumpkin, huh. and I, I I had to get it because if it sells out while I'm in fucking Europe, I'm gonna be pretty fucking pissed. Oh, you you miss out on all the good Halloween deals. Well, we're back by October first. It's pretty yeah, sad. Yeah, but then uh, Halloween's pretty much over by then. So I've got. <laughs> oh, this is sad. I've got the girl from Spirit calling Kim my assistant at work if the Sam from Trick or Treat stuff comes in. Because it's a hot ticket item and I'm going to leave her with my credit card while I'm gone. Oh, you did buy that uh, snow globe. Yeah, you were with me when I bought it. Yeah, it's it was adorable. It's already it's on our uh, table on our landing. Um, nice. I love that snow globe. She loved it. It, was, it got me some brownie points. Uh, Enchantress did love it. It's, it was a... Um, we were at Walgreens. We were working our local county fair. <laughs> what would you consider it? Uh, yeah, local. I yeah, I would say I, can't, I mean city it's fair, for the city, but yeah. it's county. It's county fair. It's Dare a, I it's say our regional? local agricultural fair? Yes. Uh, which is so I used to like have disdain for, but in the last it's few years, I've my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it is so charming. It it, it literally is the best thing that happens. If you can get past like your your predispositions over it, it is literally the most charming and fun thing in the world. Uh, Enchantress came on Saturday while I was working because it's for us it's set up and then it's wait, so we have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And um, hung, spent the day with me there. We had so much. There's so much to do. Yeah. No, went, I took the little squeeze yeah, out there. You went with your family the next day. Yeah, she loved it. The animals, for the most part, I think. Uh, it's hard. We're in this, uh, you know, everything's a blinking light, ooh, over there kind of well, there's piece of candy kind of stage. A lot of pieces of candy and a lot of blinking <laughs> lights at the, the fair, Allentown yeah. Fair. Yeah. So your typical fair, you got your fair food, your midway games, your rides that, you know, you're gambling your life with if you go on. But then there's the whole um, agricultural side. And uh, so it's people, it's, like one of my favorite things there, people built aquarium scenes like Halloween and Christmas and just regular aquarium scenes like in fish tanks with actual yes. fish and they mm-hmm. were judged. There's just something so quaint and amazing about There's that. There's a Christmas tree competition. There is a Christmas tree you and you judge on your way out what you think was the best tree. It's fucking fantastic. And my mom is there um, harassing people about and informing them about the most dangerous spotted lanternfly. Yes. Um, we got, like, 
there's the Pennsylvania liquor laws are so weird anymore. We're almost <laughs> becoming more uh, lenient than other states. I I think it's so confusing. Everyone just says fuck it. Right. Just... Like the gas station down the street from my house squeezer sells beer till two a.m. You can't. I don't think they're allowed to do that, but no, they are because they open the witch witch and they put an eatery in there. That's fantastic. I know. That's all you have to do is like, as long as like one person can. There's a stool. If you make the guy the guy behind the counter makes you a sandwich and there's a place for you to sit and eat it, you can sell beer. A hundred percent. You're right. Yep. And um, so, yeah, I could get beer at 2 a.m. at a gas station in Pennsylvania now, and you can't even get that in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Although when people in Virginia are like, all right. Oh, remember when we were in <laughs> Massachusetts and I asked to take a six pack to go in the bar? And he's like, where are you from, Philly? <laughs> you're like, it's illegal here like it was it's it's like becoming easier it used to be the thing where in pennsylvania it was impossible so anyway like there's all these wine stands set up like yeah. some were like we could do tasting you could taste but then the others were like we can't do tasting but we can sell you a glass for six dollars of really high quality wine cheaper than you would buy in the bar it's it was incredible so uh, and and you know they sell beer on the outside we had uh, we pumpkin funnel cake. It's yeah, because nothing says like a decanted wine like a tilt a whirl. Yeah, <laughs> we we didn't we missed the tilt a whirl. We did. Uh... I went on the one that looked like a bear. You got what? Oh, you 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 treated yourself to a homemade root beer float. And... That was fantastic. And you keep the mug and you take it back the next day. And it's half price. Did you get it? Did I you get did. another? Hell yes! Another boy. So the root beer is homemade. Yes. So it's homemade root beer. And, and the ice cream is fairly local. It was fairly local. Well, uh, most most ice cream people eat in the Northeast is local to us. Eh, fair enough. So, um, and then you and I went and uh, we went to the Walgreens. We walked out. and uh, Is that's, this? Oh, that's for this whole story. Yeah. Oh. I got... Uh, they had a whole I because I, I was like it's it's August there should be Halloween stuff out and they had um, uh, a whole bunch of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff and there was this wonderful snow globe that played This Is Halloween in like a, a music box style mm-hmm. and um, so I picked that up and the, the tumbler for and uh, we got some Arizona 99 cent Arizona <laughs> which is your like bread and butter lately oh yeah Love yeah. those Arnie Palmers, and they're they're on sale for two for a dollar. Cause I, I know I had, I had the Walgreens card, and I got the, I got the sugar free green tea. It was we had a fun time. We had a good Labor Day yeah, weekend. Nothing like going to Walgreens. There really isn't. It's it's fun. nothing like a, the Allentown, the Great Allentown Fair, and Walgreens, and Walgreens, and then the local pizzeria. I had uh, stopped in for a slice. It's a good weekend. Because because he didn't want to eat the fair food? Because um, it was the only thing within five square miles that wasn't deep fried? Yeah. I was. was some, and listen, nothing against deep fried, <laughs> but I was just in the mood for a good piece of pizza. Okay. And we were right I there. Went, I'm like, yeah, get a piece of pizza. Enough. Fuck it. I went to the Jamaican place while I was there. Oh, was yeah, yeah. You did the jerk pork. Yeah. That's what that's what they used to call me in high school. Because <laughs> you were mean. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I got uh, I got I got some uh, uh, light up guys that look like they're from Halloween Three from Target, and uh, of course the girl from uh, Spirits got Kim's number ready to um, call and get stuff like stuff from Trick or Treat for Enchantress. We uh, I got a problem. I, eventually, I'll have to join a support group, but for now, for now. All right. Uh, okay. You like Halloween? I do. I do love Halloween. All right. We can start the show. Okay. Uh, you're recording? <laughs> let me check. Yes. <laughs> recording. Uh, you're going first this week, right? Yep. All right. Here we Here, go. Here's your first. We haven't talked about this before. Oh, great. So this will take the rest. We're 20 minutes in. This will take us another hour. Well, it's a 46-minute show, so that's 46 minutes right there. Rescue Rangers. You know what? I should do a Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. They're along the same lines. Yeah. I'm sure there are man eating ants in an episode of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. We were at uh, RetroCon this past weekend. You, you didn't yeah, get. How, well, unfortunately, it was it was just poor. <laughs> It was, man, the big star, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd was there, Toy Galaxy was there, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there, I was there, of course. We're talking celebrities. Without you, though, I'm barely a celebrity. We're a team. Yeah. You can't, you can't make the Megazord without both of us. Uh, Enchantress and I went, and... No, I'm more like Dragonzord. I just kind of, like, attach on your shoulders and make you look a little cooler, that's all. No, you're you're the. You're more than capable of. But sitting here yapping about the downtown fair by myself. Yeah, I'm the pterodactyl. I'm just a chess plate. No, no, you're way more than that. No. Don't sell yourself short. So Enchantress and I went, and there was a girl in a, a spot-on gadget cosplay. Awesome. There was but, a lot. Uh... Yeah, there was great cosplay. There was. Yeah, the show wasn't that good. I, we were Sunday, oh. so stuff was sold out. Oh, yeah. I was searching for loose Hasbro's for my collection. I got Jake. I got a pretty good Jake the Snake, and I got a decent million dollar man. Paid a total of fifteen bucks. I got I got a Brett the Hitman Hard on eBay the other day for twenty dollars. He was like immaculate. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I got to go like first thing on the first day because I'm one of those Rubbermaid bin under the table kind of guys. Yeah, it's more fun for me that 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 dig deep down. Yeah, this was they were kind of get past all through all the Fraggle Rock Happy Meal toys and try to find some gold. Yeah, everything was kind Unless of you consider that wiped gold. out by uh, Sunday. The time we got there. it was it's for me. It's like you're paying the admission to see it. It's like a museum, you know, mm-hmm. just going and seeing everything. And we didn't, we wanted to get back and watch football and basically drink and eat junk food at Arugas. So fair enough. <clears throat> uh, Hot garlic, chicken wings, and pierogies, uh, nice. with all the beer you could 
shoved down your throat and then take a nap while watching Red Zone. That's how football was meant to be watched. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. I didn't watch much football. I drank, then did yard work, and then because of that, probably dehydrated myself, pulled something in my back. So if you hear me doing this weird wheezing thing, like I have asthma, it's because I pulled a muscle and I'm having a spasm, and it's basically contracting my lungs. So I apologize for that. Um, have you gone to a I, doctor? I make <laughs> hooking noise. No, fuck that. I'll heal. But I make these weird hooking noises, like I'm a fighter pilot, like pulling like a couple G's. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just it, that's that's what I do when I bend over now. Yeah, I saw it a few times today at work. It's adorable. It was. It was. Awkward. I'm. I'm glad it got to the point where people are just ignoring it now. It um, didn't take long. It took like days. two times, yeah. and then yeah, we all just ignored shit. you. <laughs> It's like, oh, yep, he's dying. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so the theme of after, since we ran the, wow, we did a whole ramble, then played the music, then tangented. Now we're going to introduce today's subject, which is 1985. Oh, shit. Did you have a list? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, so you even gave this to me, like, you're going to talk MacGyver, right? Like, what are you talking? Yeah, like, figured, 1985. Yeah. All right, I'll take MacGyver. Yeah. Um, and without going, I don't want to ramble too on about any one specific episode. But um, MacGyver is actually, it's it's the brainchild of one Lee David Zlatov. Zlato, Zlato, um, Zlatov. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and this guy, he was a producer on, like, Hill Street Blues oh. and uh, Remington Steel. Oh, uh, and then MacGyver was his little brainchild, and he got together with the uh, ever-fantastic and probably even greater producer than even character actor, one Henry Winkler. Uh, and it was them that they kind of, him and uh, John Rich, went and pushed this um, to get it through. And they initially, like, no one wanted it at first. And then uh, uh, ABC, like, all right, we'll take it. And it, it became like uh, it wasn't. It's strange. We think of MacGyver like it's this monster. It wasn't ever like number one, and it actually like it hung down in like I want to say like even like the forties, um, like average rating or like ranking throughout. Like it pulled like a, a thirteen and fourteen in the ratings, uh, which I mean now that's like well, huge. Um, but back then, like it was, no one was like, uh, it, 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 it was popular, yeah. but it, it's had like this cult following, especially with, um, Patty Simpsons. and Selma. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, I grew up on MacGyver. My grandfather was a huge fan of it. So I saw every episode ad nauseum. He had them all taped and I could just take my pick, whatever I wanted to watch whenever, I didn't even know when MacGyver was on because mm. I would just watch it with him. So I always knew, like, I didn't know what season well, or what I was feel when as, I as kids, a lot of shows we watched in syndication. Yes. So that's, I, I like that, that like smacked me in the face last week when we were doing the season premieres. I was like, fuck, I watched tons of these shits in syndication. I didn't know when the hell they premiered or when. Yeah. You know, I didn't give a shit about fall premieres. I, you know, we watched in syndication. It didn't matter. Um, yeah, and I would, I, and then I would go and I would play MacGyver, 
Like I would get like a bunch of weird shit and like a bubblegum wrapper and like an egg timer and the paper clip and just you just put shit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. It, it was basically it was like being a kid and just following his lead, if you will. And he was just doing the same kind of shit you would do as a kid. Only he knew what he was doing. Right. Uh, they would purposely leave elements out. Like when he would do his little monologue about how he's like you know solving this little problem or riddle or building this bomb, he would always leave out like particular details. Mm-hmm. So that it wasn't just a true anarchist cookbook, right? Yeah. On on broadcast, yeah. Um, I'm sure they they forgot to do that one episode, and um, you know, it turned into a yeah. The uh, lighter than air, or the uh, that that plane that he made in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, fortunately, I do not have the ingenuity to uh, build said plane. Uh so I feel I tried that we know about that we know about. I tried to build a plane. It failed miserably. I constantly wanted to buy one out of the back of Boy's Life. Hell yeah! Um, but uh, my brother informed me that you weren't going to fly to fucking anywhere in that fucking thing. <laughs> what about the hovercraft? We talked about. Yeah, that. we did. I wanted both. I like I I would cut. I would just stare at them and be like, oh my god, if. Like, I would have daydreams of me flying around my neighborhood <laughs> in my mini plane. <laughs> uh, uh, I always felt like... Here's what's I weird. I am still alive. I, yeah. I feel like MacGyver lasted longer than it did just because mm-hmm. I watched it so much in both syndication and just on tape at my, you know, grandfather. I, he would lend me his tapes, whatever. Um... I mean, it had seven seasons. There is like a hun- there's 139 episodes, two made-for-TV movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I watched it throughout syndication even longer beyond its initial run. It felt like the show was on forever. Like it, it never went away. A lot even of shows. It, only, like, it ran said, from 85 to like 92. That. Yeah. And then, yeah, the movies came out in 94. And I remember when those came out, and it was huge. Oh, I was so hyped for those. Um, and then I meet a shitty kid. I'm like, I don't care about MacGyver, shitty kid. Uh, but there is one, and I was so glad, because I'm like, all right, I can ramble on about MacGyver a little bit. But it's not a MacGyver episode, unless I can verbatim describe to you a MacGyver episode. And so I am fortunate to tell you my favorite MacGyver episode is the sixth episode of season one, and it's Trumbo's hey, world. Hey, could you hold on a minute? I have to mow my lawn before I leave for Europe, right, so go right, I'm going to go, go do that. All right, I got this. All right, now, uh, cold open aside, and that's pretty cool. Uh, MacGyver saves a, a scientist lady by, like, steaming some guys out with, like, a pipe and stuff. Like, it's awesome. Okay. But now he ends up in the jungle because there's this whole thing going on with the animals and people are getting all weirded out down South America. So MacGyver uh, and his buddy uh, and uh, entomologist uh, go down there to study out, study what's going on. And, and his buddy Charles. Uh, and it turns out that there are these man-eating fire ants that are just ravaging the jungle. And he teams up with this guy, Trumbo, who is this uh, European that has, like, a, a 
sugar plantation down there and like is basically like a Jim Jones without the Kool-Aid kind of figure. Um, well, what's the fun in that? Exactly. Well, he's just a, a, a interloping white man in the jungle with a lot of money, but provides job. It's a very complex situation, and we're not going to debate those uh, efforts in this episode. All right. Uh, perhaps next week. Okay. Um, when we do our Meet the Press episode. <laughs> um, the the best part. Why'd you about give away episode, our next well, week episode? <laughs> Come on. One, one. There's a couple things that come out of this episode. All right. Continue. Uh, one, it's dark. Yeah. Very dark. Right. And two, it is MacGyvered out of the ass. Um. So by dark, I mean there are a lot of fatalities, mm. including uh, said uh, buddy MacGyver, um, who I rem- this freaked me out as a kid because I remember watching this one very early on, um. And he's a he's the entomologist, and he's studying the ants, and he's all excited, and he falls down the hill and gets eaten alive by these fire ants. And MacGyver's like, "No!" And he's like, "He's gone!" And oh, it's it was so freaky, and the sound of the ants and stuff. And I know ants don't sound like this, but um, but it doesn't matter what they sound it like matter, to you. It was so freaky. Right. Um, and a couple other like other supporting characters like you know of that episode, the one off like all of Trumbo's people, either escape or get killed in the process. Yeah. Um, but a couple of the MacGyverisms. There's a lady trapped under a canoe, so he like attaches some ropes and puts a bar through it and makes like a a corkscrew lift out of it by turning it and therefore raising it up. That's when Charlie gets eaten by the ants. Um, he makes a flamethrower. He makes a bomb. He makes a Kevlar suit. Wait, wait. Blows... How does he make a Kevlar suit? Well, not necessarily Kevlar, but he. So he builds a flamethrower. Okay. Um, to fend off the ants. Did he Once get he like... realizes that doesn't work because they're getting outnumbered now, they know they have to <laughs> blow the dam because the one guy uh, got killed. Were these trying... normal size ants? Yeah. But there's like a billion of them, oh. so they're like a super membrane, fire-eating kind of ant kind okay. of thing. Okay, like like um, in that shitty Indiana Jones movie. Exactly like okay. that. Okay, all right. They stole this from. They stole that from this, which stole this from a Charlton Heston movie, which all the footage of the ants came from that movie. Oh. So the so eventually what happens is. Uh, the flamethrower doesn't work anymore, so they have to blow the dam and flood out the entire complex. That's how they're going to get rid of the ants. But the guy who is going to open the dam, he gets killed. Again, it's pretty dark for MacGyver. So MacGyver makes a bomb, and then he's like, well, I can't. I have to go out there. These ants are going to get me. So he takes the rubber hose from the flamethrower and melts that down and then cools it in like these molds and builds a body armor like a body armor suit and goes out there and plants the bomb i'm pretty sure like some of these clips are actually in the open for the show um and then plants this little uh canister bomb in the dam and blows the dam and then gets washed away and washes away the ants and saves him and rumbo why wouldn't you just poison the shit out of them like we have intense poisons I think there was too many that it would even get to that because they're just consuming everything. Not everyone's going to eat the poison. No, I mean I like know, it's MacGyver. Oh, my, my, why didn't MacGyver make a poison? Like, like get in an airplane and then like because uh, Dalton wasn't in this yet. <laughs> just uh, what's it? 
um, craft. What, what's the fuck is it called? Craft macaroni and cheese. No, crop dust. Crop craft dust. Singles. Crop dust oh, crap the dust. shit out of these uh, ants with well, uh, poison. They weren't. He was down on the ground. There yeah. was a need for. They had the. Maybe they can do that after effect. Maybe they'll go full Jurassic Park in the end, and they napalm the island. Yeah. You know. But the, you still gotta. You still gotta kick the raptor in the head to get out. So how many of these people who died in the episode were killed via ants? Uh, let me think. That's I mean, there were a number that they mentioned, but you see two specifically, and like two like main supporting like uh opening credit characters okay so like of of the four like if you said like you have you have like background mm-hmm. actors and then a like a core cast like your macgyver trumbo charlie and uh i, f- ah, I forgot yeah I, i'm gonna feel bad if i leave out the other guy no uh Luis. yeah uh so of like those four uh macgyver and and trumbo are the only two that make it out but it's an awesome episode. There's so many little MacGyverisms in them, and it's really dark for a MacGyver episode, and especially this. Wait, early is on. it really dark? Because you've not only mentioned that like five times, <laughs> and you seem more aroused every time you mention it. It messed with me as it's a kid. Really I was dark. terrified this episode. No wonder I killed so many ants as a kid. That and that's what just kids do. That's what the kids do. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance, you want to go through, and I'm, and you know, I'm, I've talked enough. Uh, how awesome MacGyver is. And if I didn't spoil this one a bit, if you got to pick one MacGyver episode, especially from that first season, if you're going to... If it's one MacGyver them, until you die, I think this is the one to pick. Trumbo's World. Is my, like my, by far, it's my favorite episode. Look, look at the synopsis. I'll just read the synopsis okay. off, off of the MacGyver wiki. Right. Deep in the primitive Amazon jungle, MacGyver teams up with an entomologist friend and a local plantation owner to battle an invading horde of killer ants no shit how yeah i know it aired on abc originally but if that doesn't say syndication on usa i don't know what does that personally me i do not know either um all right are we ready for my first pick i mean i can go through and keep talking macgyver we can do a table read if you want. Do you have the script? MacGyver. Well, if the water doesn't stop them, I bet a good fire will get their attention. Now you read Trumbo's line. We're know. out of gasoline and we're out of miracles. Well, yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, well, you never provided me with... Um... Uh, Trumbo. We're, you're Trumbo. We're out of gasoline and we're out of no, miracles. No, I get it, but I don't have it. I don't have a script. I don't have a script. I'm read. I'm feeding you the line. Oh, you you're just feeding me a line. We're, we're, okay, what's the line? We're out of gasoline and we're out of miracles. We're out of gasoline and out of miracles. MacGyver. So now's the time to start thinking. Mine. All right, you can go now. I feel like I have I should I deserve another line. Oh no, that's just that's all I see. What's up my here line in again? In the I'm... memorable quotes on their wiki page. I, I I also deserve a second read. What's my other line? Uh, we're out of gasoline and out of miracles. All right, <clears throat> all right hold on. <clears throat> now, let me start from the top. Ready? Okay. All right. Go ahead. Well, if the water doesn't stop them, I bet a good fire would get their attention. We're out of miracles and time. What's the line? Line. We're out of gasoline 
and we're out of miracles. Okay, all right, okay, from the top. From well, one. if the water doesn't stop them, I bet a good fire to get their attention. We're out of gasoline and miracles. <clears throat> we're out of gasoline and we're out of miracles. Oh, yeah, I really love that. Okay. This is a Coen Brothers all right, uh, production. Back, all right, back to line one. Line by line. Back to no one. freelancing here. <laughs> well, if the water doesn't stop them, I bet a good fire will get their attention. Well, I got them in miracles, but I'm under the giant, and I can cross these ants like the bug they are. So now's the time to start thinking. What? That would have been great to see Andre the Giant tromping through the jungle, just crushing ants. But Gaffer's like, I have the perfect idea. Mm. Let me call in a favor. <laughs> Hello, MacGyver. Andre the Giant is here to stomp out bugs. They cannot take the ice wonder of the world. Oh, I don't want to see your cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, it's it's uh it's uh, they're fire ants, Andre. I have a version of snakes. From Dracula's Negro Albert's. Well, these are ants, Andre. Oh. I could crush them like bugs, like Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania Lee. He beat you. I crush them like bugs, like Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania Lee. You never tell Andre the Giant who beat him. <laughs> that's just that's something you you keep to yourself. All right, here's my first pick. <laughs> Your first pick. <laughs> so this is the new hurricane. Ooh-wee. Glad it's on our side, Hondo. Tracker here. Assemble masks. Intruder closing in. It's the Venom Stinger. Look out. <laughs> Hurricane engaged. Vehicles each sold separately with a figure. Firefly hidden for the sky. Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. I'm getting out of here. Mask, Hurricane, Firefly, and Stinger. Each sold separately. New from Kim. So, Squeezer. Yes. As you know from the show, I wasn't the biggest G.I. Joe uh, toy fan, nor Transformers. But I was a fan of the kind of weird marriage between the two. Oh, sneezes are coming. Ready? Go ahead. Bless you. Oh, Good night. Oh. You're to entertain the people as I sneeze, Squeezer. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to be rude and, you know, it's your clip. I didn't want to step over you. Well, no, you, you never do. And I just want, you know, it's just polite, you know, because, you know, when, when your soul is leaving your body like that. Yeah, you have to bless said person. Yes. What's left of it. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> this was the mask, uh, toy line, which stands, stood for Mo- mobile armored strike command. And just to give you an FYI, if you ever think we're playing shtick on this show, sometimes we are, but tonight, uh, we, Enchantress and I spent about a uh, half hour of our night, her trying to teach me how to say anthropomorphized, <laughs> anthropomorphized. She's like, you keep trying to add extra syllables and letters that aren't in there. <laughs> There's enough already. Yeah. 
I was like, there's way too many M's in there. She's like, there's one M. <laughs> there's one M. So. Oh, I'm a little stuffy. For oh, me. now we're blowing our nose. I've, my allergies are killing me tonight. Oh, poor baby. I know. Well, fortunately, we can't hear your chair squeak over you blowing your nose. So. So. <laughs> So Mobile Armored Strike Command is Mask, uh, and there were these these uh, figures uh, ran by Matt, uh, Matt Track, uh, ran by Matt Tracker, who um, went against Venom, the vicious evil network of mayhem. Uh, oh and they, God, I love anagrams. Yeah, that's an anagram, right? Yeah, and both uh, factions had these super powered helmets called masks, you know. Duh, worn by the characters. <laughs> uh, Venom's primary goal was obviously getting that cash through uh, robbery, extortion, counterfeiting, kidnapping, or attempting to steal historical artifacts, which is my favorite means of getting that cash. <laughs> Mask always, ah, uh, bollock. Course found a way to foil said plans. Uh, these. So they were about the size of uh, uh, G.I. Joe's. They're quite literally mm -hmm. like a G.I. Joe um, crossover with a uh, with uh, Transformers because the vehicles they came with would transform. And I had a I had a so a videotape from um, Blockbuster of the, the of the first episode with the kid who had the little like R two D two looking robot motherfucker T Bob. Uh, there's this Matt Tracker's son, Scott Tracker, and he'd get on it and ride like a little motorcycle. Um, uh, so the figures were Ace Riker, Hondo McLean, uh, Alex Sector, Buddy Hawk, Spruce Sato, Brad Turner. They all had their masks. And they had different uh, adventure packs. There was play sets. There was Boulder Hill and Laser Command. The vehicles were the Condor, the file crack, uh, the Condor or the bike, the Firecracker, uh, which was the pickup truck with the little bike, the Gator, which was like the Jeep, the Jackhammer, which was the Bronco, which was I had, which was awesome, the Piranha, which was like the um, kind of looked like a bike with like a, a jet ski attached to it. The Switchblade was the bad helicopter. The Rhino was like the Optimus Prime style truck front. The mm -hmm. Thunderhawk was uh, the racing car. Uh, and then there was Series 2, which had my favorite, which we'll get to. So the Firefly was like the Formula 1 car. The Hurricane was the old, like, like low rider, uh, fire, like, you know, car. Like the... -da 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 -da. And I don't know. I don't know cars. You'd know it better than me. <laughs> the Outlaw was the full truck, which had all these, like, gadgets and gizmos in it. The Raven was, like, the Knight Rider style car. The Stinger was the car with the T-top and the the engine, like, popping out of it. The front, you know what I'm talking about? Mm, oh, oh, like a, a big scoop? Yeah. Yeah. The Vampire was uh, another motorcycle. Then there was Slingshot, which was the RV. And then the Volcano, which was, like, the monster truck. Uh, the Slingshot was freaking so cool. I wanted it so bad and i saw it at a yard sale but my dad still he still thought 50 cents was too much to pay for <laughs> i just don't think he wanted her on the house 
I, 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 now, you know what? In hindsight, I get that now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Series three and four I had, I had pretty much of the Billboard Blast, which was like just a billboard. It was cheap. The Bulldog. It was just like it started remaking ideas um, and getting like kind of like weird with it. Kind of uh, like when G.I. Joe released a Tiger Force and they just took old vehicles and just gave them a new paint job. Yeah, kind of on a new uh, coat of paint, as Bruce Pritchard would say. Ah, yes. Um, so what show is that? Something to wrestle with, which Squeezer, I got to take credit for. I've been yapping about that show for three years now. Yeah. And now it's huge. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm taking zero. All you're doing. I'm not taking zero credit because it's a good show and a talented show. And, of course, people are going to listen to it. I just happened to see an Instagram post about it and started listening to it before everyone at work started listening to it. And I got all you guys hooked on it. So now I take full credit like it's my show and I deserve a pat on the back <laughs> for, for knowing that it existed. <laughs> That's egomaniacal. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> what do you mean? Um. Uh, so the toy line existed longer than uh, the TV show. The cartoon really didn't um, last that long. I think one season. Um, but the toy line kind of went from 85 to almost 1989. Wow, that's actually long for... Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, because you, ha you have your stalwarts, you know, you know like... G.I. Joe just had staying power. It had? Has. Sorry, yeah, has. And same with Transformers, yeah. Um, but, also, I mean, yeah, it, it was for these niche cartoons... For these niche toy lines that are based on cartoons, like, yeah. So, what I learned is Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa toys are fucking a fortune. They're like... Really? Because they're damn it. Because they're so awesome. I would that's that's kind of like one that you would kind of just want, you know. Yeah, I, I saw I saw some guy had one and in the card, and I'm like, how much is that? And he said the price. I was like, fuck. Is it as crazy as Transformers and Ziploc baggies? Uh, worse. Uncarded ones were like seventy five, eighty bucks. Holy shit! But then there's some on eBay that are like nothing, which I don't get. Yeah. I don't understand the market. Some guy has a lot of all eight of them for five hundred dollars. I think that's a worthy investment. Some guy has a lot of ten for six hundred carded, but they're they're up there with a lot of Hasbro, like Hasbro WWF. I saw LJN figures left and right over RetroCon, but I saw oh. there was very few um, Hasbros. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you could feed a family of five or six for a month. On what you would pay for, you know, a fully carded set of uh, Cowboys from Mesa, but you know, yeah, but it is... sure you eat, but now you don't have a full set of carded Cowboys from Mesa. <laughs> oh boy, I found uh, a guy selling three carded uh, the Colorado Kid, Buffalo Bill, and Geronimo for 150 bucks. That might be right up my alley. That's yeah, free shipping too. Hmm. I mean, and chances you could give up one fancy dinner in Europe for me to buy these <laughs> great action figures and 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 store them away in a bin in our basement. Six open for like like yeah, I see 
a six-figure lot for $75, and then a six-figure lot for $35. Maybe I should buy an mm. open one, because these are, these are more show pieces than card Yeah, games. they are. Not even show pieces. They're, like, just fun to have yeah. around, you know. That's the kind of one, like, you would have sitting on your desk, and I'm going to, like, pick up and play with. And and yeah. I we've talked about this. I was well, I'm all not paying attention. Yeah, well, yeah. I was all in on this toy line at Linko from the start. I tried to get into the cartoon, but it was just too stupid for me. But the toy line, um, I was very much into this toy line uh, from the start. And I I had these too. I don't know where mm-hmm. the fuck they wound up, but. They were like huge and heavy too. The cards were massive. They just look weird. They were a Hasbro, right? Yep. Which is strange because when you look at them, they almost they look like a play school. Playmates, you mean? Or playmates? I do that all the time. They they look like a playmates. Yeah, they, just, they were trying to. Uh, they were trying to. They mimic the Ninja Turtle look. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, smart move. I'll give them that. All right, uh, Mass came out in 1985, and uh, <laughs> wow, that's what we're talking about. Here is your next bit. Oh, hold on. Fucking up. I Holding. Hit. Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future, a Robert Zemeckis film. Marty McFly is traveling back to the past, and he's the hottest thing that ever blew into town. It's an absolute dream. Apparently your mother is amorously infatuated with you instead of your father. I haven't even been born yet. Now, he's got to make his mother and father fall in love. This is nuts. Or he may never get back to the future. Now playing at a theater near you. Consult your local listings. All right. So, look. This is actually my backup pick. Yeah, I know. I I didn't remember you saying this. Well, my original plan, I was planning on doing, uh, (coughs) I want to do, Ow. Sorry. Uh, yep, all good. Almost I wanted to do Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Okay. But it's been too long since I've seen it, and I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. So it would do me a disservice to talk it now. So I'm promising it I will get some uh, good old Mel Gibson and Tina Turner when the time comes. Okay. Um, but then you got me thinking, and this is why I went with Back to the Future, which we've talked ad nauseum on the show and we haven't actually had our official back to the future show yet have we no is it because we're talking about we're arguing in the truck that we admitted we like i admitted i like back to the future 2 better than one i recall that yeah well and that's what got me thinking about this too i actually i liked two more now i like one um and i do appreciate three to an extent which I don't I think mean, it gets enough love. Not, not me, but um, I, I I do. I'm but I'm a I'm a Western fan. So who give brought it that up? Any format I can, I'm gonna love it. Who brought that up to us? Uh, was it uh, Jesse? Oh, it Jerry was Francis? Jesse. It I, was Jesse. Yeah, it was just random conversation. Yeah, and I and I agreed it wholeheartedly. Was, there was like thirty seconds of yeah. silence, and like, oh, we need to talk about something. <laughs> Back to the future. Hey, here's this. I like two more than one. And I'm like, yeah, me too, 100%. I didn't think people, I didn't think anyone disagreed with that. Um, no, I, I, I like one, but you made a good point where two has all the best parts of one and more. Yeah, right. Which I, I, I get. And so it got me thinking. And then the other thing you got me thinking about was when you brought up, and I'm glad you did it at the top of the show, was how dr- like we were like drones, like just 
in the early episode, just like these are the facts of this. And let's I get right on, into it. <laughs> yeah, let's get right into it. And maybe that was for the better. Yeah. And I would like want to like break down like you know the chemical compounds of the plastic that were in said Kenner figure. He did. And in previous show, I would have talked about Back to the Future and just you know ramble on all the facts and you know compile all the fun little trivia notes and whatever. Hey, did you know Eric Stoltz was supposed to be in? Yep. Yeah. We get it. Everyone knows that. Um, there, there's really nothing I can tell you new about Back to the Future. Um, and there's nothing – I'm not going to come and reiterate it and, and do scene for scene like I would a MacGyver episode because right. a MacGyver episode is 44 minutes and Back to the Future is like an hour and a half. We just don't have time for that. Yeah. But what I wanted to propose to you – this is more of a conversation – is in my mind – Back to the Future holds up. And then I thought about it some more. And I, now I'm, I'm like questioning it. And my question is, does it hold up? Or did Back to the Future like itself become such a part of the zeitgeist and almost like form a little bubble of pop culture around it that it doesn't even have to hold up, that we look at it different from maybe other movies of that time in a, that are made in a similar way. No, I, th I think it holds up. No, I def definitely know. I watched it not too long ago, and it definitely holds up. Oh, I did as well. And I, I will argue, like, it, from a technical perspective, a storytelling perspective, the look of it, it, it does. It, it still feels fresh. Um, even though it, it might help that it's a period piece. Maybe if it stayed in the 80s longer, maybe it would feel dated. Um, but even then, I want that Toyota. It's it's um, funny, uh, like good filmmaking and that like Spielberging era. And, and Dan at work taught, so in, in school we were taught why Jurassic Park was so good, like in Spielberg mm -hmm. and like what he did. And I guess a guy made a video comparing like why Jurassic Park was so good and because the way it was shot versus the way the other ones were shot and it, it like the video doesn't hold up i watch it and yeah he goes over a lot of the points but he fails to mention that jurassic park lost world and jurassic park 3 were also shot in the same aspect ratio and they also sucked but yeah you you should have shot lost world and um and uh fallen kingdom in a more 16 by 9 aspect ratio because you get you get a better perspective than the 235 to one where, where when you're shooting a drama with all people or like Pulp Fiction, everyone's relatively the same size. But when you're shooting something where dinosaurs and you have to show like the, the different scales, like you need like a 16 to nine uh, box ratio to show this, the scope of a, of a dinosaur next to a human. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it is. But there's, there's a billion more reasons why Jurassic Park works so well. It was, it was a weird combination of, of of Steven Spielberg, um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Stan Win Stan Winston and yeah. and and uh, um, uh, George Lucas all working at the top of their game for one movie, <laughs> and Michael Crichton for that matter. Yeah, the storytelling goes a long way. Right, but like which, which you know Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis have everything you know you know all the credit to them as well, and the cast like every everything just clicked. And, you know, and the effects were clean. The, the special effects in it aren't dated at all. 
No. Um, I, I don't know if there's anything I would do differently, you know, as far as the time machine going back and even the time machine itself, because, and, and that's what I got me thinking is, did it create its own zeitgeist where it's like the time machine isn't dated, but if you were to make a time machine now, like you would almost want to make it looking just like that. You know, if you made a homemade time machine, you know, you would still have well, people like, would those... because that like they would like, oh, if. If you have if a DeLorean, you automatically think time machine, not fast car. Yes. So if, I, you, I think, I think if you're like, I need of... people to think I'm making a time machine, you and you go and get a DeLorean, not that that's like something you'd easily get, but you got half the battle just by getting a DeLorean. Yeah, and, and the fact that DeLoreans are, you know, have that place in uh, our memory today is because of this movie. DeLoreans have the place in history because of this movie. DeLoreans, yeah. no one would give a fuck about. I wouldn't know what a DeLorean was if it wasn't for Back to the Future. Um, maybe. You would. I'm talking I me. Mean, you, oh, okay. I mean, as, yeah. You would, but, yeah, I mean, John DeLorean even, you know, he he wrote to them, to Gail and Zemeckis, and, like, thanked them. He's like, this, this car is for eternally part of history now like it won't be forgotten there are cars beautiful cars that it's no one's like ever gonna remember 1950 what three cadillac hearse yep it'll forever be ingrained in history mm -hmm. because dan Aykroyd picked it for his vehicle and and well we think somewhere down the road that a uh a 1990 uh 1993 uh jeep safari package also, the 1993 Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer, yeah. Like, they, there's just iconic vehicles. Um, and I, I just think, uh, it, it got me thinking, because it, it does really just hold up so well. Like, it, it doesn't, there are movies made, even made not that long ago that just date themselves already. I'll call it, like, The Matrix on it. The, the Matrix dates itself like between with the flip phones and and the way we kind of viewed computers in that and it, i think it might be the way the way technology was kind of used in it like it was the state-of-the-art technology and that was almost a as much of a star of the movie as keanu reeves and Lawrence fishburne and when I, times I, change i don't know no and i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad i don't get me wrong i think the the first matrix is an excellent movie and it's just when you watch it there are those little things and you go oh flip phone yeah you can't help but think that mm -hmm. with back to the future none of that exists for me and maybe it's because they don't uh they don't linger in 85 too long uh and what's funny is even in two that if we want to jump ahead and go into you know back to future 2 2015 like their future version of 2015 sure we've we're four years past it and you kind of laugh at like what all didn't happen we don't have flying cars and stuff right for, for the most part but we don't go back and even we don't almost we don't mockingly laugh at it I'm like yeah that was a good attempt because and there was a lot that they did have right right the only I think what dates that more than anything, not even the flying cars, 
is like the fax machine. That's what throws me off. Yeah. I, I think that's more out of place. I, I, I think it's more realistic to see a flying car four years ago than seeing a fax four years ago. I always thought it was so cool in the Beverly Hillbillies movie that they released in the 1990s that the, the, the kids in Beverly Hills have a fax machine in the car. Remember that scene? <laughs> yeah. That was like so uh, futuristic to me. Uh, but yeah, so take it upon yourself. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lecture on about Back to Future, but watch it. Or I'm sure you've probably seen it more recently. Or it might be one of those things because you see it. It's one of those movies you see more often than you don't. You know what I mean? There are movies that go by years that you don't see. I can tell you, I've seen Back to the Future within the last year. Yeah, I don't know. And the year before that. And I don't before, know if you I can just, quantify that for all it. of us, because I don't think I've seen it in a while, but it's not like Shawshank Redemption, but it's up there. Yeah. Or but Jurassic I, I, Park. I argue, go watch it, and, and for yourself, like, look at it, like, does this, not does it hold up. I, I absolutely Everyone knows holds it holds up. up but... it, it does hold, this isn't a matter of it holding up. This is a matter of it, like, could this movie be made Could it right be released? Now? Could it be released tomorrow on Netflix and and, and people think it's current with yes. a retro theme, a la um, Stranger Things? Yeah. Um, I, the only reason I would argue that uh, it, it couldn't is it's actually almost too smart for its own good that I don't think it could be made today. Yeah. Not saying there's nothing good out there, but there's plenty of good stuff. But, plenty of good. Um, I, I don't. I don't think. I. I think. It, it it would have been called the spaceman from Pluto, <laughs> like they wanted. Yes. All right. Here is my second pick. So, why this game, Duck Hunt, that we all know and love, might have been released in 1984 in Japan, it did not hit the North American shores till October of 1985. Most of us know Duck Hunt. Oh, sorry, Squeeze, I didn't have you potted up. Oh, I'm, I'm just, li- I just said fucking dog at one point. But other than that, I'm just, th- this, I think this is almost like a, a, a therapy. I could just listen to this all day. I know. So, most of us know Duck Hunt from the combination cartridge of either Just With Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers and um, the track game that uh, mm-hmm. came with the fucking rich kids who got the power pad. Uh, we had the the system, the uh, NES, ad- I think it was the Advantage, or no, not the Advantage, it was the joystick, the NES power system. So, it came, it came with uh, the NES... Mm-hmm. The dual cart with the Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, and uh, the or- two cart, two controllers, and the orange zapper, not the gray yep. zapper. Yeah, it's the one I had. And uh, Duck Hunt, while it might not seem like a game that you could play forever, was so much fun. Uh, even the clay, the uh, digital clay shooting game that was Game Three, so you could either play like one duck on the screen, two ducks on the screen, or the clay shooting game. Uh, it was a CRT uh, NES Zapper with a light game. So basically, uh, the CRT, when, when you uh, tr- pull the trigger, it flashes white. on the, the whole screen flashes white for a split second. You don't even notice it. 
and the CR the the gun picks up uh, the sensor picks up the white where the the ducks the duck are. I don't know how it works. All I knew is to cheat. You just eventually we <laughs> realized you could shoot the gun at the at like point it right into the the floor lamp, and it'll, it'll kill the ducks every yeah. time. Um, so you have to shoot the ducks in the round, at, or the dog will, will laugh at you, and they would progressively get harder and harder. Um, but I think it's like probably one of the most like well-known popular games that has ever been released on nintendo right icon yeah oh absolutely yes iconic. Fully like, iconic you can ask people that don't know anything about video games and they know about duck hunt i walk around with a uh backpack from vans that has the duck hunt ducks on it and the, the dog that, that i get more comments on than anything i've had that thing for <laughs> since uh 2016 so i have three years now i, I people love that backpack um, it's probably the the most popular light gun game ever, and uh, uh more than Gumshoe. <laughs> surprisingly, yes. What about Splat? I think more than everything. Yeah, uh, you're right. and the reason why you really don't see it anymore is because like with flat flat screens, you can't really do it. But now with like I think Bluetooth and shit, you can do um, you can replay Duck Hunt. Uh, the, so the non-playable hunting dog, known as Dog, uh, was a collectible trophy in um, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, and uh, referred to as the Duck Hunt Dog or Laughing Dog. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, really? Like I for, I forgot all about that. I forgot about the trophy. I didn't have. When was the last Super Smash Brothers game I had? I guess for GameCube. So in Super, but I was obsessed with collecting trophies. Oh. So about that, uh, every, of course, because the dog's such a smug, he laughs at you if you miss mm-hmm. the the birds. Um, like, on on one up dot com, he was placed seventh as the top ten video game dogs, praising his confidence for laughing at a frustrated human with a loaded rifle. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But what other video game dogs are out there that would take that spot? Yeah. Paul Rapper the Rapper? Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. So, uh, remember when we were in, in uh, elementary school, the ability to kill the dog was an urban legend? Like, yeah. if you shot right, you'd be able to kill the dog? Yeah. I mean, I would just unload on him. Oh, me too. Everyone would. Yeah. But there was there was kids who said, "Yeah, I killed him. If you shoot right, you could, it was an urban legend that you could kill him." Allegedly, and I I, I can't just state this for a fact, but kids lie. Right, but it was based in actual truth. Now I never knew uh-huh. this. So there was a a versus a, a versus duck hunt, an arcade versus duck hunt, mm-hmm. where you could actually shoot the dog. So there were these uh, NES versus arcade games. Uh, which I don't know if I ever fucking played, but uh, in my research, I've, I, which included an up to reading oneup.com and Wikipedia, I learned that there was <laughs> these Nintendo versus arcade series. Mm-hmm. Um, in the play in the Play Choice Ten arcade console, which you like scroll through and pick fucking game you want to play. Do you 
you remember these at all? No, I don't. I don't no, I don't. I mean, I know of and you know, reading. I've over seen time, them. But I've never. And I think they mostly lived in like dentist offices. Like you know, they weren't. Yeah, I remember. Like I remember the Genesis one. Um, yeah, that was in the the, the orthodontist, orthodontist office that office, you and I yeah. both were probably like fighting over at the same time, not realizing it. Our, our sisters were in there getting. Uh, uh, races i love that my sister's teeth were shit it just means i get to go play i know uh, mine too my, my teeth were perfect and hers were dog shit and mm-hmm. i got to play yep. genesis so uh in 2014 uh super smash brothers ultimate um the duck hunt team which was the dog with the duck on his butt became a character you could play as and apparently the movie pixels which no one saw because it was probably the worst movie ever <laughs> The dog has a cameo appearance. He's given a trophy by the aliens when Adam Sandler's character and Josh Gad's character defeat the creatures of the video game Centipede. He stays in the house of an old woman in London. But fucking duck hunt, man, and and uh, clay shooting. Uh, yeah, I actually like. I I I got frustrated at clay shooting. There's something about clay shooting. Uh, I I enjoyed it, but. I think a lot of it had to do with the sound. Yeah. And there was something about something in like a, a negative sound. Like it, it was a, not a negative and like negative reinforcement, but almost like a lack of sound with the clay shooting that I found more frustrating than anything. Like with the ducks, if you miss them, they flap away. Right. With, this was... with the clay shooting, when you miss, it kind of just went silent and it almost let you sit with your thoughts and your failures for a moment. This is that he's talking about. This guy's hitting them all, though. Yeah. Oh, hitting them was... Hitting them was good. That was a very fulfilling sound. Let's see if he misses later here. Oh, this guy hits them all. This is... He probably has the gun right up against the yeah, screen. He, yeah, he, no, he's probably shooting at a lamp. That's also early on. No, we're on 17 here. I scrolled through. Oh, jeez, he's a beast. Well, that's why it's on YouTube. Yeah. I guess that's... Yeah, I'm trying to No find one's going to post them losing. Here, but yeah, there was something just... Picks game C, clay shooting. Oh, this guy's definitely going to miss some. Oh, he hits it. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> launch. All right. Ooh. Oh. Oh, no. He, shot, he fired a shot and missed one. Here's two more. Missed one. Got it. All right, let's see if he gets the last two clays. He gets them in the end. All right, that's a, that's a good round. Not a perfect round, but it, well, it is a perfect round. <laughs> let's move on to round two. Let's see how he can do. He's got three shots per clay set. <laughs> and we launch it, one shot, two shots, he gets them both. Are you getting ready for when we start doing esports? Yeah. One shot, two shot. Oh, I want to see someone miss it. Oh, he's this guy's on point. No. Oh. That splash noise that's made when you miss it. Oh! 
Oh, he missed them. And they just flap. Missed two. Oh, that's a shame. What a good round, but he's only going to get 8,000 points in that round. Here's round three. He's got three short bird bird. And... Ooh. Ooh, he got them both. And we launch two more clays, and he gets them both right away. Let's go to the next set of clays. This guy's on fire. He's not going to miss any more. One, two. Oh, got them both. Let's see if he can get the last two. One. Oh, he gets them on the first two shots, but he fires the third shot. I don't know if points are lost because of that, but it's a perfect 10,000 points. At least we got to hear what Squeezer was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's a commentary track right there thank you all right uh you ready for your next pick hold on i gotta get yeah, to I, it i got a bunch of shit up here all right yeah you can play my next and again i apologize it, it's hard to find audio for something like this so i'm going with something recent about something back then so people preserve the memory of Calvin and Hobbes as something very precious and personal. I've heard questions like, why are people so reading that? Or why are the books so, so, so popular? You know, he hasn't been in newspapers in 15 years. Because it's transcendent. That's the beauty of it. I love Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, yeah. This, so it's been a while since I revisited uh, the, the young lad and his uh, anthropomorphic tiger. Anthropomorphic? Yep. Uh, and it almost, I got like fuzzy, warm feelings going back and rereading just a bunch of old strips. Yeah, because, you know, it's a lot of like tomfoolery and, and jokingness, but it's a lot of like life lessons. Life lessons and just like being like a good human so, being. Yeah. And, and so much heart. And then also seeing like myself in him now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially. And, and and realizing what like that you might not have picked up on as much when it was like when we were that age and it was still in print or when the books were being sold ad nauseum, like when they were really going hot off the shelves. Like, I, I don't think I me personally didn't get to appreciate it to a level because I didn't understand yet. Right. You know, we were still kind of in that state. Now, looking back at it, uh, it is. It's almost as heart wrenching, but in a good way, as like Wonder Years, right? Kind of, and and that sense of like you look at Calvin and you, like you appreciate it, you remember it, but you're also almost jealous at this little cartoon boy. I like, like the, the imagination, you know, and, and right, and 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 also the the style that drives it, and the fact that Bill Watterson did not give a fuck. Um, and, and the way he designed his panels and, and changed them over time. Uh, and, and I didn't realize, and I, I had a sense that this wasn't the case, but all those, like, he was not a fan of the Calvin pissing on the Ford logo. Um, no, for say, actually, where's my quote? I even, um, I think he said that more people, uh, made money off of Calvin Hobbes, like bootlegging it than he even did. Probably, yeah. Um, there was no merchandising with it at all. Like, he was against it. Uh, like, he, he felt like it was an art form, and it should stand on its own, and you don't need to... You don't need cartoons and, 
merchandise, stuffed animals. Uh, there's not going to be a movie. Uh, what's funny is uh, the, when there was talk about Hobbs becoming making Hobbs as a stuffed animal, that he didn't want to do that because if they sold Hobbs as a stuffed animal, all right. So the idea is that Hobbs is his is Calvin's stuffed tiger, but he's not stuffed to him. He's a real being. And to kind of make him a stuffed tiger, you're almost answering the question, like, you know, is he or isn't he? He he is. So yeah, if you make him a stuffed tiger, it's like, okay. Well, this is the stuffed tiger Hobbs that Calvin imagines is real. Where you're supposed to disassociate that entirely, and it's supposed to be it's Calvin and Hobbs, and everyone else from his parents that don't even have names, um, to to everyone else that it's, uh. It's his little world, and and to by making him a stuffed animal, you're kind of you're taking that away from us, like that little bit of wonder. It was, he it was way too smart and put way too much love and care and thought into his creation for uh, the media uh, of its time, and even today, uh, it wouldn't survive. And there were people begging all the biggest Lucas Spielberg writing him letters like, hey. Let's get something going here. And just, right. They never heard back from him. He wasn't interested in it. And after 10 years, he Fuck ducked man. out. Uh, let me see. Where is this? Uh... Oh, yeah. Watterson. Riley coming. Clearly, uh, I clearly miscalculated how popular it would be to show Calvin urinating on a Ford logo. Yeah. Um, but he admitted that it's, yeah, it's his uh, ticket to immortality. Uh I I adore these comments and going through and just reading them. Um, I loved it. Was was it go? I was just on the site earlier. Let's see if I have it. They post like daily ones that um, you can see and you can find strips all over the place. Or you can go out and you know still support the man and uh, buy books and stuff. Uh, the I remember though. Do you remember the last? The last uh, publishing mm. that strip. Uh, it, it's brilliant. I don't. Let's see. Did I? I thought I saved it here. I I remember when this first aired, not first aired, but um, when this was first published in the paper. Uh, oh, by the way, while I'm looking this up, that clip that I played was from uh, Dear Mr. Watterson. It was a 2013 documentary um, interviewing a bunch of people that were uh, just really influenced by calvin and hobbs i haven't gotten to see see it yet i'm hunting it down i actually want to check it out uh it was produced it was all funded through like kickstarter and stuff so i like little documentaries like that that. and it's calvin hobbs so i'm more than happy to check it out (laughs) um yeah it's um the last one i remember and this was like heart-wrenching and 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 in in that beautiful kind of way and this was him stepping away from the comic after 10 years when it was at its hottest still um, with plenty to go. And he was of the opinion like he was just he was done with it. Like I did my part and now I'm moving on and it just go, fine. Let's go exploring. And it's uh, Calvin and Hobbes in, in the snow. Uh, should I read it? I feel weird if I were to read it. No, I, I, I pulled a few to read. So yeah, ahead. but but find find the last one to air, and it's all about 
as you're if if you didn't know that it was the last one, you'd be like, oh, okay, uh, whatever, all right, I get it. But if you know that it's the last one and he's just moving on, it is the just the strangest feeling reading. And going back, and I forgot, and I remember this, but right. I remember reading this last Go one. Go ahead and oh, read it. Damn. Hmm? Read it. Okay. Um, so they're in the snow. And they're walking. They have a sled. Hobbs has a sled. They're trudging through the snow in the woods. They're in the snow a and, lot. Yeah. And... Uh, Calvin goes, wow, it really snowed last night. Isn't it wonderful? Hobbs, everything familiar has disappeared. The world looks brand new. Uh, Calvin, a new year, a fresh, clean start. Hobbs, it's like having a big white sheet of paper to draw on. Hmm. Calvin, a day full of possibilities. Calvin, it's a magical world, Hobbs, old buddy. Let's, Let's go, go exploring, exploring as they sled down the hill. Um, and, and it's... The only color is Calvin and Hobbes. Everything is just white. all yeah. white. Yeah, it's profound. And it just really just, oh, it hits you in the feels when you know that's the last one. And uh, I don't want to... I, 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 I have two favorites, and I, I, if you go back and read my Twitter feed, you can see these. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fa- One of my favorites is Calvin and Hobbes staring at a tree that was freshly like just hacked down. He says, sometimes I think the surest sign that intelligent life exists elsewhere in the universe is that none of it has tried to contact us. <laughs> and then my absolute, absolute, 100% favorite one is Calvin and Hobbes outside staring at the stars, which they did a lot. Mm-hmm. And Calvin says, if people sat outside and looked at the stars each night, I'd bet they'd live a lot differently. Hobbes says, how'd so? Calvin says, well... When you look into infinity, you realize that there are more important things than what people do all day. And Hobbes says, we spend our day looking under rocks in the creek. And Hobbes, Calvin says, I mean other people. <laughs> it's just so profound. I love it. Yeah. It's a, yeah. There's a there's, reason. There's... It's one of the reasons. Th- this is pretty much the main reason I have uh, pictures of the galaxy and stars on all my... Um, backgrounds and everything it's uh... mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's that still that sense that still and like his dinosaur pages yeah. are awesome and it's like it can be it's calvin hobbs but the entire thing it's just dinosaurs or um one one of the great ones uh and it's weird like reading these now and i think back and i see myself and like that was me um like him having a god complex you know and like this deep like spiritual and it's written like in old english style uh like a font uh like calvin the mighty god creator of the universe blah blah and it goes on and on about he's the, the bow to him and he's the creator of worlds and um stuff like that and it's like uh wow he really likes his tinker toys it's like oh i bet he grew up to be an architect but in his mind, like he was the god of his universe. Well, there's the one that fits us to a T when he's in the sandbox and Hobbes said, do you have an idea for your story yet? And he says, no, I'm waiting for inspiration. You can't just turn on creativity like a faucet. You have to be in the right mood. And Hobbes says, what mood is that? And he says, last minute panic. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I wonder when that came out, when he wrote that. Right. Um, all right. Yeah, we can... I, I mean, we can just go on and just read Calvin Hobbes all day, but yeah. I suggest, every, again, there's like a, a call to arms 
uh, call to action episode. Just go and check out some Calvin Hobbes. One, one of my one of my favorites. And it's a simple one. It's him, and he's just nailing, hammering nails into a coffee table. Do you remember this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom comes running. He's like, Calvin, what are you doing to the coffee table? And he's, I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh at. It. He's just looking at the nails, and. <laughs> He just looks at him and goes, is this some sort of trick question or what? Because clearly, he's hammering nails into the coffee table. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm laughing too hard at this. I, it's like my favorite strip ever. It's perfect. Yeah, I, And uh... I get it. And I, I see myself in it. And it's more – and now I don't want to be that guy. But now having kids, it terrifies me even more because I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's just I spent way too much money at Walden Books buying the compilations of these, but I I'm pretty pretty sure no, that no, you can never spend too much money yeah. buying compilations of these. Every cent was worth it. Yeah, I mean I'm just saying Walden Books overcharged. Oh, okay. <laughs> to make up for the stuff they slashed, it was that kind of situation. Um, I gotta find mine. I got there are boxes of books somewhere. After like three moves, I know I got some somewhere. Yeah, I'm glad that they'll never make some a Pixar movie. But you know, to be fair, a lot of Pixar movies are fucking uh, informed by these these. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, abs- absurd and uh, profound comic strips. So, uh, I I don't think you can say much more about um, 1985. When what when did it go till? 95 so 10 day, 10 years i'm sorry yeah well um the, and and that encapul- encapsulates our childhood so well us, wow us, yeah that's i mean that's like the core of the rad years right there yeah, yeah 85 and 95 i mean that's 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 a bulk of it so if you want if you're a historian and you're looking back you want to learn about why we like our life in these growing up so much go ahead and just read calvin and Hobbes, and it'd probably help you understand I think I, I want to read more of them as, as, you know, someone that has to raise kids now to read it. And if you can actually, you know, think that a child can think that way or assume that they do it, and treat it a little more respectfully. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a he's a brilliant little kid. These are thoughts in his head. Yeah, I was. And he just, you know, and, and I think. I think a lot of kids and most kids, they actually do think this way. They don't have the vocabulary or the the wisdom uh, to uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Get it out for lack of a better uh, vocabulary. Sure. But yeah, it's – Articulate. So, I think articulate. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, he's just a bright, happy little kid and – Rather than just medicate the shit out of him, uh, they let him explore his little mind. We couldn't afford medication. They'd let me just live. Well, I'm glad for that. <laughs> All right, here's my next pick. And the commercial isn't specifically to do with the thing. Well, you'll understand after I talk to you. Here we go. New Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. So much bigger than before. Mercy! So much gooier. <laughs> So much more of all the gooey great things you love. That boy don't change your cinnamon rolls. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we I I was in the mall the other day. I, we, we signed a big deal at work. I, I mean, I got nothing from the deal, but I wanted to celebrate. 
and I, I, I there was some vinyl I wanted at FYE, and FYEs are only in the mall. So I had to stop in the mall because when I go to the mall, there's like a few stores I check. It's FYE, mm-hmm. at Thunderbox if I'm with Enchantress for a beer, mm-hmm. but FYE, uh, Hot Topic, and um, and don't laugh, they sell a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, I got it. You know, everyone needs a you know a studded choker. They don't sell that shit anymore. No, I haven't been in a while. It's all licensed shit, so. Uh, FYE Hot Topic, the Van Store, which is right next to Hot Topic, mm-hmm. GameStop, which is right next to the Van Store. It's all right, right close to it. Because I'm like, I might as well go here since it's right there. And then uh, Box Lunch has a store now. Gotcha. Um, and uh, as I'm leaving, I notice one thing. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Well, you know what is missing? Uh, fountains. Yes, but also for the first time, and I think. In our existence, probably not, but in, at least since 1985, there is they closed the Cinnabon. There's no Cinnabon in the mall anymore. What? Yeah. What do people do with themselves? I don't know. I, I never ate there, but I loved smelling it and knowing it was there. And <laughs> I was literally like, like I felt like a, a wave of depression wash over me, Squeezer. Aww. I was like, what the fuck? I probably have not had a Cinnabon Maybe since 1987, but I was like, I just like knowing it's there because there's <laughs> nothing better than the scent of a cinnamon. Um, so they started in, in, in the SeaTac Mall outside of Seattle in 1985, and they only offered the cinnamon classic, the cinnamon cinnamon classic cinnamon roll. But they they developed a following and they they branched out and it became so that. Um. The cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnabon was was a mall staple, right? Oh yeah, no, it was a go-to. I mean, and it wasn't my uh, my absolute. I wasn't a dessert guy. No, I'm not saying I ever ate there. Just, but the smell of cinnamon, the, the fresh smell cinnamon of it. buns. It are, was mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in 2004, it was bought by the company that owned Carvel. Um, yeah, of course, <laughs> the Cinnabon Classic is 890 calories. Holy shit. 36 grams of fat, 59 grams of sugar, 17 grams of saturated fat, and 20 milligrams of cholesterol. You share oh, that, motherfucker. Funny. That's nothing. Uh, you walk it off going through the mall. The recipe for the original Cinnabon was uh, finalized by a woman who considers herself... The Cinnamom, Gerilyn Broussau, she ran the bakery near Seattle that specialized in cinnamon rolls. Uh, again, if if it wasn't an airport, what's the next location you'd expect to see a Cinnabon in? If it wasn't an airport? Oh, shit. I meant if it wasn't in a mall. <laughs> I gave away, yeah, an airport. Oh, um... yeah, yeah, let's pretend I didn't say that. But yes. Uh, um... Hang on, I got this. Uh, I'm trying to think of other places that aren't malls or airports. Um, the Wayne County Airport in Detroit uh, became the, the first. The Wayne County Airport in Detroit became the first uh, airport to have a Cinnabon. Now they're uh, they're known for being in airports as well as malls. But I don't even know. We're flying out Thursday. If I'm gonna hunt down a Cinnabon in the Philadelphia fucking airport, and I better find one. Ah, oh, there's gotta be. Yeah. 
Right next to a Sparrow. Uh, fucking, or a Chili's to go. Oh, I got Chili's to go in airports now? They always add. I don't fly much. No, you don't. When was the last time you flew anywhere? Uh, shit. 2000. Wow, it's been six years? Since your, yeah. since your honeymoon? Yeah, we drive everywhere. I like to drive. Jeez. Yeah. Um, squeezer. I like I like the stops. I like to. Oh uh, no, I get that. I like to get out. Yeah. If, I can't. I mean, if I could, I'd drive to Aruba. It'd take a while, <laughs> but. Just take a ferry. If those eight hundred sixty calories of the Cinnabon were just like for skinny kids only, the mm -hmm. caramel pecan bun offers a whopping one thousand eighty calories, fifty grams of fat. 20 grams of saturated fat and 76 grams of sugar. So you don't have to settle if you're thinking that that's like pussy fair. Okay. I'm in then. All right. Find me a Cinnabon. Let's go to the mall. We'll get a Cinnabon. And so all my research on Cinnabons, I've like everyone keeps pointing out that the huge location, the biggest location um, outside of the United States and Canada is in Cairo, Egypt. The cinnamon is all over the world, but that's awesome. Cairo, Egypt. Uh, the busiest one is in the Las. Uh, is in Las Vegas. I don't know where. Oh, the Las Vegas airport. I'm sorry. And uh, there are no Manhattan locations whatsoever. Really? Mm -hmm. You have to travel the to the suburbs keep them in out. Queens, uh, Brooklyn, or the Bronx to. Hmm. Yeah, oh, seriously, you're probably right. There's, if you want a like, crazy cinnamon bun, I'm sure you can get it. But uh, yeah. that's a little history of that. 1985 Mall Bakery, known and beloved to me for its scent alone as Cinnabon. <laughs> All right, Squeeze, here is your next. Oh, my God, we're only on your fucking fourth pick. Yeah, we're getting there. Here we go. Dire Straits for 1985. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was there any song that was any bigger, really? I mean, it won the MTV uh, Video Music Award. It won. Uh, really? It won the MTV Video Award. Well, all right. So, sure, the MTV logo was on all the TV. The song and, says, I want my, I want my MTV. No, it, that was Sting. Sting said that. Um, yeah, but it's in the song. All right, fine. He said, all right, it was in the song, too. It's like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Oh, hang on. There was that, that thing I warned you about. Oh, I shouldn't have made you laugh. It you kind of made yourself laugh there. It all depends on where the laugh comes from. Ooh. Oh, wow. Is that what it's like to have asthma? Shit. Hang on. All right, I'm good. Um, yeah, it was uh, Billboard Hot 100, uh, U.S. Uh, top Rock Tracks, and I don't know what the, what the fuck is Cashbox. Anywho. 
this song this song was huge uh off the album uh brothers in arms which i kind of find uh disappointing because in my mind it's so far away from me and brothers in arms and walk in life or in my mind uh superior songs to uh money for nothing uh it's just it had the bigger music video and of course it was played ad nauseum uh because of that i'm i'm a brothers in arms walk life man myself but yeah oh, yeah yeah um what i want to get more into was the actual video okay uh, but to be fair the the idea of the song and it, it, it's written in the third person which mark knopfler uh admits that is a mistake that he doesn't like to do much more now because of certain lyrics that were a little controversial okay which we've all heard right um but the idea came from, and if you've seen, listened to the song and seen the video, and you see the video of like this TV or uh, like you know uh, appliance mover installer guy singing this song. Yeah. Well, that's where the idea came from. He was at department store. He saw this guy watching TV and just bitching about the bands, and he's he asked for a pencil and a paper and just started jotting down what the guy was saying. So like like look at them yo-yos. That's the way you do it. Um, maybe you get a blister on your little finger. You get a blister on your thumb. Uh, banging on the bongos like a chimpanzee. Like this guy was just saying this stuff, and he's just jotting it down as he goes. And I went back and wrote the song. So yeah, most of the lyrics that he just the guy wrote for him. He just he heard this guy bitching about it, and he's like, "This is great." And he just jotted it all down, and you got money for nothing. Hmm. Uh, and then yeah, he brought Sting in. Sting did the uh, uh, "I Want My MTV" line uh, uh, to the same uh, hook as um, "Every Breath You Take." Yeah. Um, he also uh, the and and that riff is very uh, ZZ Top. The part where he reached out to Billy Gibbons uh, like for advice and stuff, and Billy Gibbons uh, said he did a hell of a job. Uh, but the video is what everyone remembers. And here's the thing. We were talking about stuff being dated before when we were talking Back to the Future. And if you look at the CGI, and there are these very blocky uh, characters, these two moving guys. Right. Um, to me, I watch that, and I, I still think it's great and it holds up. To me, what actually dates this video is when they cut to the live action of them performing and they rotoscope like their headbands and wristbands and paint them like flashing neon colors or they paint like the drumsticks and guitars mm -hmm. that's what dates this video the actual cgi you can almost say like you could almost do something like that today and do it as um you know this is our style this is what we're going for and get away with it right you know, because we've come full circle where you can individually create something that looks beyond amazing that you can't tell the difference. If you did that a couple of years ago, you'd be like, oh, you're not good enough. You don't have the technology to make it any better. Mm -hmm. Now you can come full circle and basically recreate the look that they did with state-of-the-art machines and be like, oh, that's a cool look that's very retro. Super retro. Yeah, super retro. Uh, so – 
he was even Knopfler was even opposed to um, a video themselves, and then they talked him into it, and his girlfriend talked him into it, and it's like, look, MTV has some shitty videos. Why don't you go make a good one? <laughs> so that was the idea behind it, um, and that's how they tricked him into doing it. Um, and so I went in and I, I, I was looking into the machines that they used to make it, and the two used um, the two systems at its Amigas? core. Was, what's that? Were they Amigas? Uh, no, a, a Bosch FGS four thousand. Okay. And with and a Quantel paint box. Um, which they are mostly, for the most part, like character generators in our mind, like what for what we would use it for. Yeah, right. Um, they were used for, like all those logos and stuff that you would see like on the news and like current affair and, boo, news at ten, like that sweeping kind of logo thing. That's what these things were used for. Um, they really stretched these machines to limit, to make, the people like. These are amongst the first computer animated people, human-like figures. Right. Um, I mean, it was 85. This is, I want to say it was ahead of its time. It was right on time. Like, the technology was there to do this. Um, and they kind of used it. It, it, wasn't like, it, was, it wasn't like this was what it was designed for, but they realized that this is what they can do with it, and they went and they did it. Mm-hmm. Which I find is even more impressive. Um, yeah, I was looking at like the Quantel paint box and stuff, and yeah, it look it's just it's an it's a computer, you know. It, but but it looks like it's an old computer from like the it's like it looks like a computer from the nineteen eighties. Right. Like it's not this like now you look at like these edit bays well now they're kind of st- everything streamlined down well, yeah down. i mean you have to assume it looks like that because it's from the 1980s but yeah and now you can you know now it's just you know you can have someone on a laptop produce an entire tv show um but that that image of the streamlined system it was a very uh meticulous process and and these systems went for it they would cost uh like over Three hundred, you know, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, we had the sphere. Uh, yeah, for one of for one of these systems. So that's why they were only in the biggest, you know, newsrooms or you know, production agencies or production houses. Um, it was pre toaster, right? Pre video pre toaster. Yep. All right. Um, here's my next bet.
So this is a Spanish television show based on a Dutch book produced for America by Canada, brought into the country by uh, alleged rapist in, uh, what's his name, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was Miramax. It was one of the Weinstein's first oh, big projects. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, and the thing that that the thing that always now that I, just sticks in my crawl, not sticks in my crawl because I don't hate it. I just it just seems so when you watch it now, it just doesn't seem like it it fits. Like, why is Father Dowling? Why is Howard Cunningham from Happy Days? You know, uh, Tom Bosley, the voice of David the Gnome in this show. <laughs> the Spanish TV show from a Dutch fucking author produced by Canada. He's like, I'm Tom Bosley. In the first episode, <laughs> like we watched it, he's like taking a bath naked, washing his things. He's like, come on in. I'm not bashful. I am not prideful. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, don't ruin this for me because I just got the biggest gleam and, and like the biggest grin on my face as you played that. Like I just had the warmest, fuzziest memories. And now you're telling me it was creepy? There was some creep. There was some creepy and and scary parts to it. Well, I mean, I just wanted to ride a fox. Uh, just when you think that like Bill Cosby's the biggest serial rapist this country ever had, alleged, and then uh, Harvey Weinstein comes through, and then, <coughs> um, you know, I I don't know if any of any of it's true or not, but that's how we're not here to judge that. Um. We're here to judge David the Gnome, and I love David the Gnome. I played on Nickelodeon, uh, but I like Tom Bosley's voice on it. But it just sticks out. It really doesn't. Like he doesn't. He's basically doing Father Dowling or Howard Cunningham. You know, he's not mm. putting on a, 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 a. So that it's why you you know those like Nomeo and Juliet movies were done yeah. by the Weinstein Company because they they own like gnomes. Like any gnome thing was owned by. How do you own gnomes? I aren't. Because like, you do. Because gnomes weren't just like created out of nowhere. Someone created them, and and Harvey and Bob bought the fame. But aren't aren't gnomes? You would think that's something that would be in like the public domain. They're uh, a, a cultural, you know, like phenomenon. It, you can't. No, it came from this children's book, The Secret Book of Gnomes, by Dutch author Will Huygen. In the illustrator Ryan Portvelt. Yeah, but he wrote that book based off of idea. Gnomes existed well before that, no? It's a series of books about gnomes designed for children. Um, but uh, uh, I think like the depiction of his gnomes, possibly. So it's the depiction of gnomes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense, but that's like garden gnomes too. So, like, does Miramax get like a a stipend for every garden gnome that gets sold? Yeah, I, I'm sure Bob Weinstein wanted to make some sort of uh, slasher film with uh, busty teenage, but uh, I'm sorry, busty twenty something women portraying teenage girls who are underage. Uh, sleeping with garden gnomes. Yeah, we're gonna make a, uh, you know, when Harvey's fighting the rape lawsuit, we're gonna you, make this one hurts you. Dimension. I ah, there's there's history between me and Miramax getting turned down for a job. <laughs> I told you this story. Uh, so it's personal. I mean, 
like like when when this whole shit with Harvey came out, I was like, how is this news? Everyone's known Harvey's been like this forever, and everyone's just let him get away with it. Like, you know, and and Bob's just a dickhead. I make the <laughs> horror movies. I mean, they did make Halloween H2O, which is a good Halloween movie, so I'll give Bob that. Any, anyway, I mean, Harvey had an eye for film. He Pulp Fiction, Clerks wouldn't be a thing without Harvey, but still, the fucking guy's a monster, apparently. Uh, you know, there were the trolls, which are these giant uh, evil things. I think they wanted to eat the gnomes, right? Um, I just remember the happy stuff. Direct sunlight turns them to stone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Lisa was David's wife, who invited you into the bathroom in the first episode to see David straight up bathing. Uh, we're not proud here. And Swift the Fox and the cute little mice that live in their house. Uh, yeah, David the Gnome. Nickelodeon staple. They're available to watch. The company that owns the rights to them now has them on Netflix. So, hold on. I have it on here. So it's an easy find? Yeah, they're they're an easy find if you want to watch David the Gnome on Netflix. Don't not if you want to watch. Call to action. Yeah, watch David the Gnome on Netflix. They're there. I watched a few, I watched yeah. the first episode and I started watching others. And but, try not to be all cynical in the process. Yeah, no, don't be cynical. Like like the shit with Harvey and everything and Tom Bosley. Tom does a good voice. Like it's it, it's weird and, and they def- they just imported it. You know, it was Yeah, the fact that I pointed it out to you You'll notice that it seems weird, but it's it's still. It's I gotta still re- go back because I honestly haven't watched it probably since I was you know a little kid and enjoyed it. But now that you said it, I will. I'll, I'll check a little bit out, and with that in mind, of Tom, of Tom Bosley. Yeah, fucking Father Dowling mysteries, uh, riding fox and inviting you in to lo- watch him take a bath and his gnome self. All right, here is your last pick. When Domino's Pizza delivers, quality comes first. Taste the quality. Domino's Pizza delivers. One call does it all. All right, now was, I don't want to just target Domino's here. Was this? Are you talking Domino? Was this a uh, a uh, Audible? No, no, no. Was on the original talking, list? I got my topic. We're talking pizza. Because I was like, well, maybe we won't talk Domino's. Are you talking Domino's? Well, it, it's Domino's. It's Pizza Hut. It's anyone who delivered a pizza oh, in a box. Okay. Yeah. Right, because I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do Domino's because we talked about that. But I think you have a different take on it, don't you? Well, this isn't even Domino's. This is anyone that delivered pizza. Oh, and, oh, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. And you remember when you deliver pizza and they stack them up and then you open that box and you got the cheese stuck to the lid. Yes. So what do you do to prevent that? What do you do? What do you get? You get a pizza saver, folks. That's what it's called. It's a pizza saver. Or on the patent, it was, uh, what the hell did they call it? A package saver. 
because it was also supposed to be meant for cakes and other shenanigans that keep the box lid from crushing it down. So uh, Carmela Vettel in uh, uh, in uh, New York uh, got the patent for this in 1985. Uh, she submitted the patent in 83, but it was 85. And that's the year that we're talking about. So it counts. Um, for a little plastic um, structure, a little three-legged, uh, dare I say, tripod um, with uh, a top that would prevent boxes from crushing down on said substance inside. Um, now, this wasn't an entirely original idea. Now, maybe it was uh, fresh in her mind because there's, was it no new ideas under the sun? Was that what the hell it is? Or? Right. And, and to be fair, I thought you were talking about the Noid up until I realized what you're talking about, but continue. Oh, That's yeah. where I was like, are, are you talking about the... I thought you were getting annoyed. That's what no, I was. No, I like. just had a annoyed commercial. That's that's what it was. I was like annoyed commercial. Uh, um. No. Then I, then I realized. I think there. In the hindsight, I think there actually is a commercial out there where they promoted no. using these pizza savers. I think that was actually Pizza Hut that did it. You're I'm talking about the little white tables that we yeah, used for action figures. Yeah, the little white tables that our Ninja piece. Turtles ate their uh, pizza on. Well, that for saved me, it was IRL uh, Hasbro WWF action figures used them for uh, no holds barred matches. Sure. I also crucified G.I. Joes on them. You turn them upside down and they make great torture devices. Hmm. Um, it was uh, a thought that back in the 70s, um, it's, it's believed that there was a patent in Argentina. Now, that's Argentina and uh, not America. So the courts were like, eh, whatever, we, you're good. Um, and she filed her patent. And that held up until uh, the 90s. It was never re renewed or whatsoever. So uh, people just went about their way in, in making these. And now you have a different variety of them. Uh, you have some that are just like the three little pegs uh, like held together with like a little, a little spreader. So uh, others have like the full little round to keep it from kind of shifting too much. And that's where you get your tables. Um, for your Ninja Turtles or uh, Hasbro wrestling figures or, you know, your G.I. Joe's or, or whatever you would like. Whatever um, that tickled your fancy. Yeah, whatever you tickled your fancy. Uh, believe it or not, call me weird, uh, I collected these, whether I used them or not. It was one of those things as a kid. It's like... Yeah, we, I think I collected them too. You'd yeah. always, every kid, I guarantee you, had a collection of these. Hmm. You'd keep them, you'd save them. Um... And, and yeah, you'd put them away uh, for safekeeping, whether for your toys or they're just fun to stack sometimes. Um, that's I mean, there's not much more I can talk about. To yeah. savers. Well, we, all, we... all I can say is it really was it, it changed the game. Um, especially we're... with the, like those deep dish pizzas. We're well. Um, you, you don't get it so much as like yeah. the mom and pop ones, like with the thinner ones. But when you got those deep dish pizzas that are kind of thick and get close to the top or of the pan, box, pan pizzas, yeah, personal pan pizzas, pan pizzas. What did I say? Deep dish. Oh, it's the same shit. Yeah. Well, no, I was agreeing with you. I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I thought you were arguing. It's like, no, oh no, it's, don't get me on the whole Chicago deep dish personal pan. It's yeah. whatever Pizza Hut calls it. Yeah. Um. All right, I got something God, really quick because really we're we're really 
We're, we're really long, and I think it's it's getting late, and we're fading, so let's finish the show up. I think I'm doing just great, even though I just drew a blank trying to talk about a little piece of plastic that goes in a slice of pizza. It's quite all right. Here's my next pick. I want to grow up on Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got the best for so much less. You'll really flip your lid. So, one thing I never noticed about this commercial till I downloaded it, Squeezer, was mm-hmm. the first girl in it. Is it says Jenny Lewis, and it says Jenny Lewis, nineteen eighty-two. Jenny Lewis, nineteen ninety-two or nineteen ninety-six. There was like kids who did it originally, and then kids like at, as older. Mm-hmm. So Jenny Lewis was. She is currently a, um, a indie rock darling um, for Rilo Kiley, uh, an indie rock band that probably no one's ever heard of. Um, she played in Jenny and Johnny and the uh, um, the Voyager uh, when she went on her own, uh, but she is an indie rock goddess and a uh, diva. Not diva, but I don't know what you'd call it. She's in the indie rock. <laughs> She's really good, talented, <laughs> talented girl. I I know Jenny Lewis from Sirius XMU. There was a rumor she dated Bill Murray at one point too, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't know if that ever happened, but she was in a very Merry Christmas. But she was the young girl in The Wizard, Haley Brooks. No shit. Yeah. Yep, that's all. I know she was in other movies. She was apparently in Baywatch, Growing Pains, The Golden Girls, Life with Lucy, uh, Twilight Zone. But um, I know her particularly from The Wizard and only from The Wizard. And I know her from uh, uh, Rilo Kiley, the uh, band. Yeah, I know her. I know Rilo Kiley. Yeah. yeah, that was Jenny Lewis. So this commercial is just to talk about the 1985 post serial win all you can haul Toys R Us shopping spree instant winner game. Uh, oh, so jealous. 100 lucky kids win the shopping sprees, which was a thousand dollars maximum, which back then seemed like a billion. Mm-hmm. Um, at their favorite Toys R Us stores. Uh, of course, 1,000 kids won Hubby Bicycles, 50,000 kids won Toys R Us t-shirts, and to enter, you had to look for instant win game cards inside specially marked boxes of Post Alphabets, Super Golden Crisp, Honeycomb, Cocoa, or Fruity Pebbles cereal. There was nothing more holy grailish as a kid than a shopping spree specifically a Toys R Us shopping spree. Mm-hmm. And they sold it well. The kid in the in the spot is holding, he's got Castle Grayskull, he's got a Gremlin, he's got a shopping cart, he's got some Rainbow Bright deals, uh, Cabbage Patch Kid, he's got a couple Atari games, a couple uh, Milton Bradley board games, a fucking television, which, you know, now everyone's got one in their pocket, but back then mm-hmm. it wasn't the same. Yeah, it was he's magical. He's got a robot, he's got a... Um, a fucking Barbie dream house, a rainbow bright herself. Like this was 1985 personified and they advertise this in, um, uh, comic books, of course, because back then that's how you advertise the kids. 
uh, the the thousand dollar Toys R Us great toy giveaway, and of course you could get a coupon for um, save a dollar on any toy at Toys R Us. You took that to your parents. You're like, listen, I'm saving you money right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, it never worked. They saw right through that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the your child may win the thousand dollar toy shopping spree from Post at Toys R Us. Uh, I always, I, I mean, there was the the Nickelodeon toy, whatever the fucking, what do you call it, the great the toy run. Yeah, the great toy run. But uh, you know, to me, it always seemed like a a pipe dream, uh, never to happen. The most I have twenty dollars and Jeffrey dollars, I get to buy like, you know, a couple. Hasbro LJN action figures, a couple of He Mans, you know, this or that. Maybe you'll get one of those uh, Toys R Us R Treat boxes with a few samples of um, uh, shampoo and uh, cereal inside. But other than that, you know, that's the best you could hope from from Toys R Us. That's the best we ever got. No. But fuck, that was still fantastic, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to sound oh, yeah. spoiled. It was, it was still great. I'm just saying that. We we are never gonna hit that lucky jackpot of a thousand dollar toy giveaway. Um, I think that's all we have to say about 1985. What about you, uh, Squeeze? Oh well, the music's playing. I guess we're done. Yeah, unless you had something else to play. I can pot it down. No nope. that ability. But I figured. Nope. I figured once nope, I put it up. I got up, nothing left. Yeah, I got nothing. I have nothing left either. Uh, except unless. I mean, there was like 22 episodes in the first season of MacGyver. I can go on. Yeah, well, you know, um, you could go on radiers.com, log in with your login, and, and write descriptions of all of them. Type till you're all your heart's content. Yeah, someone already did that, and then they made a TV show out of it called MacGyver. Yeah, but not your spin on it. Oh! Yeah. So I can do. If you like this episode, rate and review us on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen. Uh, if you order anything in the next 10 days, I am out of the country and Squeezer is literally incapable of operating the, the show. Ah, uh, hey. You've yeah, proven that right. to me with giving me. <laughs> do you need any help? I'll package these. You're just too slow. You're just too slow with it. You gotta, I, I, you know. You don't have you that, eat. like, Asian, I don't want to say sweatshop, but uh, sweatshop mentality. No. Where you yeah, have to, no, I like I like to converse. I like to have a good time. Right. You, know, you want to put personal care. The, the people knowing that they're getting something packaged by Squeezer, you know, four weeks late, but it was still hand-packed by Squeezer. Just know I'm in the room next door, uh while you're doing that you are you're right he is right there kids we are both but, in the building but if i'm don't do what i'm doing and you know i have to answer to you that i don't do what i'm supposed to be doing so yeah that is true it's a, a slippery slope and a catch 22 at the same time i know it's a slippery 22 it's a slippery 22 uh but yeah no um it's too the system is too convoluted that I don't even want to have to burden you with it. That's why <laughs> uh, I'm just when when I get back October first, orders will be going out. I got uh, the, uh, all orders that came in up until today are already out, so you should have your pins. Um, but any order that comes in, 
uh, after today uh, will won't be shipped till after October first. Uh, but other than that, uh, I think we you're gonna hear an episode next week that we record tomorrow. But after that, we'll be back with more Radiers podcast. I'm RK. Oh, I'm Squeezer. <laughs>